You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, first podcast of the week. We'll do one tomorrow as well, get back on track with Wednesday, and then wrap up on Friday. A number of things to talk about today, um, with some big news that will tie into basketball being that MLB actually sounds like they might have a season, which is rather surprising given everything that's going on. With that happening, it means I think the NBA is not going to be slowing down whatsoever and they're not going to kind of abandon the plans they already have to restart their season, which means you're going to start seeing some players sit out. And you're already seeing two big-ish names declare that they will not be there in Orlando when the season restarts. And then finally, in the third segment, Axios, like I, I think I've told you all about that newsletter I get from them every day, is running an all-time team list, all ranking all 30. Uh, let's talk about where the Pelicans might fit on that after we did our own all-time New Orleans professional basketball list. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So after going back and forth for what feels like eternity, which is really just these past three months that we've all been dealing with COVID-19 and the world pandemic that we're in with all of this, baseball, which had an opportunity to be the first sport to return, ended in some pretty nasty labor negotiations, which, and I don't really follow baseball much anymore. I kind of know like enough of what's going on that I could like kind of pretend to, to keep track of things. But, you know, you pick up things on Twitter here or there, you kind of like just absorb it all. And that's kind of my association with baseball now. But I know there's been a, and, and look, I know the history of it. There's a long and contentious issue of labor versus the owners in this sport. And it seems to have just really derailed any hopes for an early restart for a sport that is probably not seeing the kind of ratings boost that the NFL and NBA is, isn't as culturally relevant as either of those two sports are. And you could argue that there's other things that are more culturally relevant in terms of sporting events than baseball uh, other than those two. You know, they had an opportunity to put sports on TV when people were clamoring for anything and they just were unable to get it done, whether it's unfair negotiations, whether just terms couldn't be agreed upon. There was a way to get this done. There was. But these two sides were very contentious with one another, um, particularly the owners, it sounds like. And that derailed everything. But now they finally have agreed on a 60-game season, something like that. I don't know the specifics. I don't really care about the specifics. They're going to play some baseball is what it comes down to it. And my takeaway from that is, yeah, there's no way in hell that the NBA is then going to abandon its plans for the Orlando restart. Florida's been a hotbed of COVID-19. You're seeing bars have to re-shut down now and stay closed because things have broken out so badly there. What does that say when you're going to take a couple thousand people from basketball, bring them there uh, in very high profile situation, and then potentially have that campus environment, the bubble that they've made, get infected or broken or burst, to use a pun, if 
someone test positive because of outside contaminants, essentially. And when you look at how dangerous things could be in there in uh, Orlando for players and for others, you know, it makes sense that like, why are you doing this? Right. One, there's so much money at stake, but also because if baseball is going to do this, there's no way that basketball is going to back off from this. And as I'm recording this, Woj just tweeted out they've finalized the revised terms of the CBA for Orlando, sources tell ESPN. All items in Sunday's league memo to teams are agreed upon. The transaction window starts at noon. That's going to tie in what we're talking about next. But now with with baseball going for sure, even when you're seeing athletes at LSU, Clemson, and other uh, you know colleges test positive for coronavirus, having to quarantine and really kind of slow things down for them, you're still not going to put this genie back in the bottle. Uh, basketball is going forward in some capacity. I would be beyond shocked, beyond shocked if they end up canceling this restart of the season. Too much money at stake. They've gotten too far in this. They've set the expectation that they will. And I think they're kind of going in there just being like, yeah, someone might get sick. Someone might die. And I think they're okay with that to get this season restarted for whatever reasons. And okay. You know, I think the risk of someone dying, by the way, very, very minuscule. But still, there's a lot of risk associated with doing this. But with baseball coming back, you can't like think about the look that the NBA would have to deal with if they go, Hey, we're not going to do this. Then baseball somehow pulls it off successfully, even though what the Phillies had an outbreak of COVID-19 at their facility, something like that. But it's going forward, whether you think it should or not, it is going forward and you will be seeing basketball out there on the court very soon in Orlando. Now might be without some of the names or some of the players that you would have been expecting to see. So before we get into all of that, the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice, and that's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. I've told you all we're going to do like a big fundraising thing. I don't think we need to do that here on the show. I'm going to donate my June paycheck, uh, which just came through like this morning. I got to look at that uh, and then make the donation. I've got a couple of places in mind, but I'll probably just donate to one. If you want to match with me, I'll shout you out here on the podcast. If you make a donation of any sort of uh, amount, if you want that, if you want to stay anonymous, that's fine too. Let me know. Um, My DMs are open on Twitter at Nola Jake. We don't need to do big giveaways, anything like that. Let's just go do the right thing. Whatever that is to you, go and do the right thing. Thing, and I think that's the best way to about this. Find a charity you feel comfortable with that you like. Make a donation there. $5 matters because that adds up over a period of time with everyone chipping in too. So let's do a little bit of good. Like I said, I'm going to be doing my paycheck for this month. I'll tweet everything out so you can all see. And if you want to join me in donating to the charity I choose, we'll talk more about that tomorrow uh, when this is all done as well. So some good stuff and good work. And I appreciate the Locked On Podcast Network corporate, you know, matching us up to 10 thousand dollars that is awesome that is a lot of money this episode is also brought to you by magic spoon growing up cereal is one of like the best parts of your morning you hated going to school you didn't want to be up early but you at least got to eat like sugary delicious tasting cereal 
But when you get older, you realize it's full of junk, sugar, and you just really can't eat it. I can't tell you the last time I bought cereal now that I'm an adult. You know, whether you're trying to cut down on carbs or just kind of cut out some unhealthy foods, you've got to realize this is just one of those things that's got to go, whether, you know, unfortunately with that all. And with breakfast being so important, not having some of those meals in the morning can be pretty rough on you. But Magic Spoon is a great way to kind of replace all of that. It's healthy cereal, essentially. They've got four amazing flavors in cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. There's zero grams of sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And frankly, it tastes amazing despite it being healthy for you. You don't usually put those two things together, but the people over at Magic Spoon and their breakfast cereal has absolutely been able to do it. It's um, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Those are all words and phrases you want to hear. So go to magicspoon.com NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code NBA at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com NBA and use promo code NBA for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. So with the NBA restarting and again, them ratifying the CBA, which is kind of surprising given all the kind of like ancillary stuff we heard around this last week that Woj saying as expected when, you know, they kind of made you think it might not be expected over the past couple of weeks with the Kyrie Irving stuff, the Dwight Howard stuff, the Avery Bradley stuff and all of that. But they're going to play some basketball, which means guys need to make a choice over these next two days uh, by tomorrow, basically, about whether or not they're going to play. And COVID-19 testing for players starts these next two days uh, for all teams around the league. So whether a player is going to attend or not remains to be seen, but we've got to kind of find out. Now, I can tell you, it looked like Lonzo Ball, based on his Instagram post last night, is back in New Orleans, so expect to see him out there on the court for the Pelicans when they return to play in Orlando. I think that's safe to say, otherwise, why come back? Um, we'll, it'll, we'll, we'll talk about whether some Pelicans players may choose to sit out in a moment. Um, but we've already had a couple of names say they're not going to be there. Davis Bertons has said... I'm not playing. He's an upcoming free agent. He's dealt with injuries in the past. He's in line for a pretty big payday. The Wizards want him back. There's no reason for the Wizards, at least, to have like a 1% chance at best of making the playoffs um, and getting into that fight with Orlando for the eighth seed. I don't see that really happening. They, you know, what's what's the incentive for him to come and play for eight games? He's already going to get paid. You know, eight games isn't or shouldn't even with recency bias or a deep playoff run, should not really influence your free agency hopes and dreams and all that. Now, you can say it shouldn't, but it does. Look at Solomon Hill and your New Orleans Pelicans like four years ago now. After a good end, like final two weeks of the season, first round of the playoffs, he ended up getting $48 million, which was pretty, pretty rough and not great overall. So, yeah, fair. Maybe it does matter a little bit. But for guys who already know that they're going to get paid, like you don't need to worry about this whatsoever. Don't go and risk it. And Bertans is the first guy to say that he was not going to go and play. The next one is a bit of a bigger name in Trevor Ariza with the Portland Trailblazers. And I don't like in this situation because this one gets weird. Being excited about a player not playing, whether it's injury or due to personal stuff, and this is personal stuff because it helps the Pelicans, but this does... Portland is maybe the biggest threat for the eighth spot, for the ninth spot. They're currently in nine. Pelicans are 10. So 
having them lose a somewhat key player, I don't really know, um, is a good thing from that sense. Everything else around this is freaking awful, including what Woj said. I did not like this at all. So Woj broke it yesterday, talking about how Trevor Ariza is going to be out and not play during this time for what is essentially family matters, family reasons. But he went into great detail because someone told him these specific details, and it's he's in a custody battle uh, over his kid. And I think, I, I don't know if it's ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, what have you, it doesn't matter. She wants custody, and I think they're giving Ariza a one-month like trial period with his uh, kid to, I, I don't know, measure all of this stuff, I guess, evaluate, that's the better word for all of this. And so he's going to sit out because he wouldn't get this time with everything going on. And so this is going to lead to backlash against, you know, the the child's mother because Portland fans and people in general want to see Ariza there. And now you've got basically a whole situation where he's not playing because of someone else, which is never going to be a good thing for that person. I don't know why why they needed to go into that much detail on Twitter about the reasoning why for this when you could have just said family reasons and it would have been fine. Um, But this was likely leaked to um, basically make it so that, you know, the child's mother looks really bad, which is a bad look all around. So I don't like this whole situation. It's weird talking about how this benefits the Pelicans, but it does. So what about Pelicans players Sitting out. This is what I've been asked about a bunch recently on the radio and WWL on ESPN radio, uh, as well as on WDSU Channel 6. Guys that I could see sitting out for the Pelicans. So it looks like Lonzo Ball is playing. I expect Zion to be there. I expect all of the young guys to be there. I don't really see any of them sitting out potentially. There's a couple of names, though, that could come up, and there's four in particular. First and foremost, let's talk about Drew Holiday. This is the one I've heard the most about, that he might sit out. I don't know whether he is or not. But given we know how important his family is to him, more time away from them, given what they've all gone through with his wife, Lauren, and uh, baby Drew, when she you know, was pregnant with her and had a brain tumor and all of that, and he missed, what, 13 games to start the season, all of that stuff... Maybe he doesn't want to just go and risk all of this and wants to spend time with them, you know? And I don't think that is an unreasonable thing given that the Pelicans' playoff chances aren't, you know, above 50%. I don't know what he's going to end up doing, but it wouldn't shock me if he sits out. Another guy would be J.J. Redick, who's been a little bit vocal on his podcast that maybe this isn't the safest thing. Talked about it on Twitter, too, that maybe this bubble idea isn't the safest thing. He's very family-oriented as well. But he did say on his most recent podcast that he was very excited to get back with his teammates. So I think we can rule it in that he's going to play, but it wouldn't shock me if he sits out. He's also very proud of that playoff streak, so I'm sure he'd like to have that and um, still kind of go in there and try. And if they can get in, keep it going. That would be really cool for him. The other two guys are going to be free agents, and I think that's where you're going to look at a number of these players that sit out and they're going to get big paydays or big-ish paydays or paydays in general in free agents agency that would be each one more what does he have to play for right now what is eight games going to do for him you know I don't think a whole lot though it could be that maybe it just makes it look better for him and maybe the Pelicans resign him for cheap though I think everyone kind of sees him on the outside looking in but what about a guy like Derek Favors who's gone through some stuff this year injuries personal matters um, had a rough time adjusting to being on a different team basically for the first time in his career even though it's technically the second time um and he struggled with all of that. So does he want to go into all of this and, and deal with all of this? And he's a very key guy for New Orleans. He's also in line for one more big-ish payday, maybe, 
in in his career coming up on 30 and you know made a lot of money but this point you know the type of player he is are there many big offers left for him no so if he gets hurt during all of this or you know contracts covid how does that look and how does that affect his free agency and i don't know if that's something he necessarily wants to risk i'm not saying he's going to sit out but those are the four guys for new orleans that i could see sitting out that if you told me that any of them were or all of them it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Don't think that's going to be the case for any of them necessarily, but it just wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. So today's show is also brought to you by Blinkist. I've told you all about this. It's been my secret weapon during this quarantine to just learn more, use time for self-improvement, and it's a great way to go about it. It's hard to find the time to sit down and read more, and even now when you're stuck inside quarantine and all that, it's tough to still focus yourself to do that when it's just not been part of your routine for so long, and that's why Blinkist is really great. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser, and it takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information, from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. You know, whether it's going to be your morning commute, whether it's just finding time where you have 20 minutes to try and listen for some self-improvement, make this a part of your daily, weekly routine. It's a really great opportunity to improve some. And if you've been he's looking at that New York Times bestseller list about some of the nonfiction books on there, they're all basically on Blinkist. Some of the ones that have kind of come up in recent times that seem to really... Um, you know, uh, be involved with what's going on in the world and social justice and all of that. So with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price. Right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com NBA to start your seven day free trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. So wrapping up today's show, I said we're going to talk about all-time rosters that Axios is doing, which I think is really cool, and I'll be curious to see where the Pelicans fit, and I have a question for you all about that. Other big news that just came out as things are like kind of flowing this morning from Woj and other people, saying that the league has agreed to, and this is pretty freaking important to be honest, uh, the league has agreed to putting in some insurance policies in place on players that may potentially uh, have a career-ending injury related to COVID-19 or conventional basketball injuries. That's big. You had a number of players, you know, younger guys. Jason Tatum talked about this in particular, saying, like, I, I don't know if I want to play because if something happens in this weird scenario where, look, I'd say it's maybe fair to, uh, to claim that an injury is more likely to occur in this with the restart than it would have been during the regular season. So having an insurance plan that's a bit enhanced plan that can cover them for millions upon millions of dollars I think it's a good thing for getting guys to go and to kind of buy into all of this. So that's very, very cool to see that the NBA is kind of doing the right thing. So for the actual third segment, Axios, I get their newsletter uh, daily in my email. It's pretty much the first thing I read in the morning, their sports one, usually about five minutes or so every day. You should really sign up if you just kind of want to get everything recapped. It's actually inspired me that I'm going to be working on in the next day or so um, to hopefully have up by the time this restart happens of a Pelicans newsletter that's once a week um, where we have some fun with it. But they ran earlier on in the summer an all-time baseball roster. They ranked every baseball roster 
team and did an all-time roster and then ranked them one through, what, 30? I don't know how many baseball teams there are anymore, actually. Um, and now they're doing it for the NBA because it was so popular. Uh, and they started off by looking at the 30th team, which was the Memphis Grizzlies. And then today's their 29th team of all time, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're starting roster, by the way, of Kevin Garnett, Kevin Love, Sam Cassell, Terrell Brandon, and Wally Zerbiak. Um, you know, so it's cool to kind of see. They also have a, a six-man and then a bench. So it's somewhat similar to what I did here on Locked On Pelicans, looking at the all-time New Orleans basketball roster. The Jazz period while they were here, the Hornets while they were here, and now the Pelicans. My question to all of you is not... You know, where the Pelicans are going to fall into all this, but it kind of comes into that. You know, we were talking in our Locked On group chat about everything of like, who's the top 10 teams going to be? You can obviously get the Lakers in there, the Celtics in there, the Sixers, the Bulls, the Bucks, Warriors, Spurs, Heat, Knicks, uh, and the Rockets are probably somewhere in the top 10 in, uh, you know, some form or fashion of this. But where do the Pelicans fall? And the question is, are they in the bottom 10 or not? When you look at that all-time starting five, it's it's pretty good. When you can put Anthony Davis and Chris Paul on a roster along with David West, um, you know that three right there is fairly strong. The wing position with Paige is not great, you know, but Drew Holiday is in that mix too. Like that's a pretty freaking good team. Now the bench starts to get a little bit thin. We were having some trouble, you know, really trying to like decide which kind of borderline guy to cut or not and all of them were kind of borderline so it made it a tough decision when normally it wouldn't be but I think they're gonna fall like just inside the bottom 10 that's mainly due to lack of history but overall they're not nearly it's it's cool to see that they're not the bottom two teams I don't think they'll be the bottom three um, or four I think that's good I'm gonna be curious to see who they fall in the bottom 10 I'm curious to see where you think they might fall if you were trying to do this so let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake where the Pelicans are gonna fall um, in this all-time team exercise that Axios is doing that's also as good of a spot as we've gone a little long today for to end the podcast. So thank you all for listening. Uh, make a donation. Let me know about it. We'll shout you out on here if you want. It's okay if you don't want to. Just do some good in the world. I will be making my donation shortly. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Now go tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on NBA. I'll be on there tomorrow, uh, tomorrow um, and looking forward to that. So thank you all for listening again. I'm Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Wednesday.